0: Everybody, how's it hanging how's it happen you guys this is kevin from the car progression podcast here for episode number one two three hundred holy crap we're at 300 episodes man this is awesome and for the podcast today we have someone making their first ever appearance on any type of podcast and this episode is definitely worth and worthy of number 300 before we get started though i want to thank our sponsors first phoenix fitness yes we're getting close to the summer want to look good like oh yeah or you just want to you know hit those fitness goals so you're gonna hit the gym you're gonna hit you know gonna go run and bike and get that exercise in whatever you can do but in order to achieve those fitness goals one of the best ways to help do that is to prepare and recover right you know pre, post-workout, all that kind of stuff. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in to help you out achieve those goals. They have different pre-workouts before your workout to help you get all amped up and whatnot. I do use their stim-free pre-workout because, dude, I got enough energy as it is. Put more, like, caffeine and guaran in me. You're going to see my hands go, like, whoa, I'm going to get the jitters. They also have different B-simple recovery compounds that help you recover and help your muscles absorb nutrients post-workout. Different creatines to help you build muscle, different protein blends, AM, PM, directly after your workout, uh collagen protein plant-based protein to help you build up those muscles different muscle mentally anything you might new to your fitness goals phoenix fitness has be so our listeners get 15 percent using code msotd at fnx.com description of the podcast thank you phoenix fitness our second sponsor is custom debuts you guys know i love all those crazy posts i have i'm taking a look at what i have over here there's a day to remember one rise against with their tour with afi anti-flag an old 30 seconds of mars one a sign to throw the fight one thing guys should throw the fight ice nine kills and one other one from rise against a sign falling in reverse one a sign rise against and so actually got that one from the rave in milwaukee and you know what what happened if i ever get like a custom poster for myself that's where custom debuts comes in. They give you custom posters of anything going on within music. So here's what you do. You give them a band. Let's go with Falling in Reverse. And then you pick an album. Let's just go with The Drug in Me Is You. Or you pick a song. Let's go with Zombify. And what they'll do is, is they will take that information. They'll make a custom poster for you based off the album artwork, based off the track list, based off the song, based on the lyrics, whatever it might be. And... Then they will send you a proof within 48 hours, and if you like it, yeah, you can go from it from there. If you don't like it, though, you can tell them what changes you want, and they'll make the changes for you. Once you're satisfied, you can get that poster sent to you on normal poster paper as a canvas print or as an aluminum freaking sign. You can be the coolest person, literally, the envy of your dorm room, of your office, of your garage, of your house because you put in your basement your neighbors are going to be like oh my god where would you get that poster from like falling in reverse or where do you get that a day to remember cool poster based on what separates you from you be like cousin debuts bitch so our listeners get 10% of the code cpp10 at customers website link description of the podcast customies, not our feature presentation so jared fuller i believe his name is he is one of our followers i want to make sure i get his name right i know i say it during the podcast as well but i want to make sure i give him a shout out absolutely at the earliest convenience that i can yes jared fuller one of the followers of core progression podcast sent me a playlist of bands that i should take a listen that he likes some of them i already knew some of them i didn't this one i didn't know was called junk bunny i listened to it and if you like that pop punk emo stuff just that you know just that great kind of sound especially you know from like the mid 2000s you're going to really like Junk Bunny. So, Mac from Junk Bunny is on the podcast, and we talk about what's been going on. We talk about the history of the band. We talk about what the band has done, you know, when they were signed, what, what happened with COVID, when they got dropped from their label, and what bands must do now in order to stand out and really capture a lot of that, you know, attention. On top of that, we also talk about a couple of their songs, specifically another summer song. And when I bring a bar rescue, you see this man light the fuck up because it's bar rescue. So, are you guys ready for Mac and Junk Bunny? I am. Let's go. Shut it down. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. Welcome to episode number three hundred. And today on the podcast, I have a guest. this is his first podcast ever so this is kind of like something that's incredibly cool one of our followers reached out to us sent us a playlist of bands that he liked that we should check out and out of the ones that we reached out to this is the one that we wanted the most and this is the one that we got so please welcome mac from the band junk bunny to the corporate podcast so mac Welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Thank
1: you, Kevin. I, I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Man, thanks for being on. So let's start out with this. How's everything going in your world today? As you know, we're in the midst of 2022. You know, everything seems in when it comes to the music scene back in full force. So how's everything going on your end, man?
1: It's going. I don't know if you know this yet. So, Junk Bunny, what do you know about us? I'm kind of curious, actually. So you said it's uh, a follower made a playlist for you or something, and yeah. So yeah.
0: basically what happened was, was one of our, fo- one of the followers that we have, he made a playlist for me and it was like, okay, you no, know, this is some of the music that I really like. So here's some of the stuff. And it had a bunch of different things in there. He sent me a lot of stuff that I already like really liked. Like he sent flogging Molly, the dropkick Murphys, uh, flat 56 sent a couple other, like more like, you know, more like eighties rock hair metal stuff. But then I got to the music of Junk Bunny that was on the place. He had like two songs on there. One of them was another summer song. When I heard that one, it was just like something clicked in my mind. I'm like, I love this sound. So I dove a little bit deeper into it. And that's when I reached out to you guys about getting you guys on the podcast as a chance. Because I'm like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Let's see what happens. Let's go for it. And now,
1: hey. Awesome, dude. Shout out to that listener, whoever you are. I appreciate that, man. I'm going to have to get his um, name real quick because I want to make sure that
0: like I actually
1: shout him out. Let's do it. I really, this guy, whoever or gal, whoever it is, I really appreciate it.
0: (laughs) I got to, I got to find this real quick. I got to, um, Mr. Jared Fuller. Thank you very much, man. Thank
1: you very much for this. Shout out Jared. That's my guy. (laughs) All right. But, um, so right now I'm actually the only person in the band right now. So there were three of us. I know this is, I'm dropping it right now. And actually, I think this will actually be a really good. This is my first podcast. Like you said, this might actually be a really good opportunity for me to kind of like talk about what's going on with everything, because I don't know if you noticed on our socials or anything right now, it's kind of been dead silent. (laughs) Uh, So I was going to say, like when it came to your
0: socials, that's one thing that uh, this guy Jared said, he's like, you know, I haven't really seen anything on their socials in two months. So I'm not necessarily sure what's going on. I'm like, well, I like their sound anyway, so we're still going for
1: it yeah so this is actually great i think so it's actually just me right now and i'm currently in the process of trying to put the band back together so on that end dude trying to find another drummer a good drummer i think that might be harder than trying to find somebody like who plays guitar because everybody and their mom plays guitar and bass you know what i mean but finding like a nice drummer i think is tough but (laughs) but uh that's that's pretty much what's been going on with me right now is i'm just trying to rebuild I'm, i'm getting the band back together Well, shoot, I mean, I did not know any bit of that, but, hey, everyone's finding out about it now, so, all right. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, but um, other than that, I'm writing, I'm, so, so you said you heard another summer song and another one. What was your initial impression? Did you like it? Oh, of course I liked it. I mean, I
0: went, like, especially with another another summer song, which we can get into a little bit later, because, like, that was the one that stuck out to me the most, and usually when I do these podcasts, like, if there's a band that has like a brand new album, a brand new EP coming out, I will go through that whole entire thing as thoroughly as I possibly can in my own way, so that when it comes to talking about this stuff, like I am set and ready to go. When it came to you guys, I've got a lot of their podcasts I still do, so I was like, okay, I can only pick one. I'm like, I love another summer song, so like I dove deep into that shit. I'm like, I got like three pages of notes on this thing. That's on a awesome different screen dude. right here, so we can go all deep into it. But I do want to talk a little bit more about just so you're trying to put the band kind of like you're trying to, you know, reconstruct it, put it back together. When it comes to finding a drummer, though, I'm not going to lie. I recently had a band on the podcast called Ayer, and they don't have a drummer either. They just have a bunch of just like guys they know that just fill in for live shows. And yeah. except for the one time where they didn't have one. So they just kind of track the drums and just like had three guys up there on stage playing. No drummer in the back. Just <laughs> tracked it. Kind of weird to see, but apparently they said it was like the best mix show ever, so.
1: It's 2022, dude, we got technology now. Dude, before before, uh, before uh, Jake was our drummer, before he left, um, we were looking for a bass player and we decided, you know, let's just try to do it with the two of us. So we were actually running tracks for a while, uh, just like bass and harmonies. We were running those on tracks and it was just the two of us up there with no bass player. And I thought that was actually kind of cool. Like whoever, the guy you're talking about has a point. Because when you have all the track, when you have the harmonies and the bass and everything, the guy, if, if you have a good sound guy, it sounds fat, dude, especially when you get that bass mix just the way you want it. Because you can just come in with, with, the, with the everything ready to go. You know what I mean? So it's, I actually kind of like that setup, but that's that, you know, it, we've got technology now, man. We don't have to do it the old school way. Yeah, it's
0: use the technology to your advantage because if you're able to pull off something like that, especially if, you know, you're when it comes to live music, it, it, as it stands right now, especially if you're, you know, the sole member of Junk Bunny right now trying to reconstruct, man, if you still want to go out and play live shows, you do have the arsenal of technology to help you out with that, even though it'll just be you up there and you have to basically drive the whole entire show. When it comes to delivering that sound, delivering those songs to the audience, you're still able to do that in some sort of a capacity because of the technology that's available.
1: Yeah. The thing about us, though, you know, our uh, our sound, I mean, we're the thing is, we're kind of a live band, dude. You probably picked that up from listening to the music. Oh, yeah. It's a a raw kind of live energy feel. You know what I mean? So I was always, you know, before we tried doing the tracks and that kind of stuff, I was kind of hesitant about it, you know, because I'm like, man, you know, you know, we want to be playing everything on stage and doing all that stuff. And then, you know, we tried it out and it was kind of sweet. But I, I honestly, like right now, I think I I think I want to try to put like a legit actual band back together just to, you know, get back to my roots a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: Understandable.
1: And none of that, but then if you're able to put a whole entire band back together behind you as well,
0: when it comes to, you know, the recording process, the writing process, everything around there, it's you have more of that collaboration style. You have people with different influences coming in so that when it comes to creating, continuing the sound of Junk Bunny going forward it's you can create it in a way that you guys want to create it on top of that though. You have some other people, maybe some slightly different influence in there that you could infuse into some of those songs, into some of those EPs into some of those albums where all of a sudden it creates a sound that is directly from you guys, but it just adds a little bit more of this twist to it, which could all of a sudden take you from, you know, where you guys are right now to, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good example. All of a sudden, you know, give another two years if they're going to be doing so what fest in two, three years, all of a sudden you guys are pretty high up on that bill.
1: Yeah, for sure. Totally um anyway did you mention I was just thinking about this you mentioned uh, another summer song and that I that that's funny because that actually might be out of the songs we have out right now that might be my that might be my favorite too Well, shit, if that's going to be your fa- if that's your
0: favorite song right now. How about we just jump right into that one? Because now we I'm good eating- if
1: you want. I just had to, that's what I was thinking about. I because, you know, it's hard to pick because it's like it's like trying to pick one of your kids to tell them, like, you're my favorite child and that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But um, I think it might just be good. Did you see the music video for that? I watched it once, but I mean,
0: I've been I've mostly listened to it, like streamed it when I was working through this whole entire thing. So I don't really remember much of the music video. But like when it comes to the song, I mean, it's pretty much ingrained in my head at this gotcha. point.
1: And I was going to I think it might be my favorite just because that video was so fun when we did that, because we did that video ourselves, uh, like with, with the guy one of my roommates I actually live with right now. He's a videographer. And we did we did that video with him. And that was pretty fun. But I mean, if you want to go into that, we could do that for sure.
0: Why don't we start there, especially coming in through the video as well. You know, why did you guys do in more of that like DIY style with, you know, your roommate being the videographer and you guys just doing this, just kind of that in that, in that style. That's the best way to go from there.
1: So, okay. We did that one. That was the second video we did. Um, Our biggest song, I guess you could say is Sedona. That's like our, that's our number one song that everybody knows. And uh, when we did that video, we, that was back when we were signed and we had a label and everything before we got dropped because of COVID. Uh, and that for, and you know what, that actually might be a better place to start is if I run through the history of the band. What do you think?
0: Okay, I mean, it's when it comes to the podcast, it's like, okay, let's just keep going all these hills. You know what, let's I go know. there, let's just go with the flow. I mean, if the best place to start was the history with it, because let's go there, how about that? Let's go there I because I
1: apologize, my brain is like that, I jump around all over the place so.
0: Hey, man, if your brain's going to be like that, I would rather have us jump around all over the place and have, you know, have me do a bunch of work. And all of a sudden, when people look at the podcast, like, okay, what section is to what? You have to look at the bottom and there's like, you know, 15 or 16 different little lines with timestamps on there. That's right. You got the chapters in there. Exactly. Makes it a lot easier. So if someone's like, okay, I really want to know about this part. Boom. Click on that. There you go. So. Let's so yeah, let's go to the whole entire history thing cuz I was taking a look at some of it as well, you know, you got the Junk Rock EP in 2019, down the rabbit hole EP in 2020, and I did see you guys end up grabbing that first record deal back when you guys were in freaking high school. That's so, that's where
1: we'll start. I think that's, let's it, start there. that's it. We were 16, right? It's it's uh, me, Mac, uh my friend Jake who I've been fr- uh, we've been playing uh, music together since we were 8. It started out with the two of us and um and then Caden, our bass player, joined us uh when we were like 15 or something like that. And that's when we got like pretty serious about it. We started gigging all over the place. So I'm from Houston. So I live in Austin right now, but Houston is where we really like grew up and started playing around all over the place. And when we were 16, we got signed. So it was like, and this is, it, it was lava records. You know This is actually funny. I looked at your uh, YouTube page and I saw that you have the warning. That was, that's like your number one. That's who we were going yeah, on that's tour that's- with before COVID happened are you serious yes, dude we were okay i'll get there we'll get there though yeah
0: we'll, so we'll like, get there because that will well, put it this way when it comes to the episode i did with the warning that is my biggest episode of all time
1: yeah i didn't i didn't watch i didn't watch it but i did see that that was the number that was the most viewed podcast you had so that that's just a funny thing but um we got signed when we were 16 with lava so lava and then they work with republic and then i think universal is like the overarching like uh big corporation behind everything right universal is
0: business daddy
1: for all of those exactly So we're 16 and they're we we get signed right so i'm like dude i'm like we made it right yeah. <laughs> i'm like we made it i didn't you know i finished that was sophomore year of high school we finished sophomore year and then i didn't go back right i didn't go back to public school i we'd finished, we did all our stuff online we got our diplomas like really fast and then we kind of didn't really do anything until covid happened right before covid we were getting ready to go on tour with the warning because they got then af- after we got signed they got signed to lava as well oh so, shit. okay yeah they, they got signed and we were like we we got thrown on this tour and we were getting all jazzed up all hyped up getting ready to go out and then covid happened the tour gets rescheduled eventually canceled and then our manager dropped us the label dropped us our bass player quit Drummer just quit a little while ago, and here I am now. That's, that's a, I think, a pretty good run-through of everything leading up to this first cool. podcast.
0: Holy shit. I mean, there is a lot there. I do want to dive a little bit deeper into some of yeah. that, of course, before we go into like some stuff with another summer song, because I do want to dive into that. So yeah,
1: sure. starting
0: out with the fact that, I mean, you guys got signed to a record deal when you were 16 years old. Yeah. Now, I mean, for a lot of people... I mean, when it comes to the music industry, it's like their sole focus is like, okay, we have to like, we're working to get a record deal, we're working to get signed by a label, and you guys had the first time that happened, you guys, when you were literally in high school. I mean, I'm thinking about when I was 16 trying to think what i was doing and i mean i'll I'll tell you what it was probably me uh, every single like weekend like sitting in my parents basement trying to do my homework and trying to just grind it out at that point but uh basically not doing much so i'm thinking about like how the hell does that happen and now that but what was the reception around you guys once you got signed especially you know being 16
1: years old and in high school yeah i mean so initially it's like So I think what happened was, so Jake, Jake, our our, our drummer, his dad is a drummer and he's got, you know, he knows people. And honestly, I think that's really the only way a lot of people make it in this kind of business is connections, right? You gotta know people. And uh, so we were able to get our, we made, when we were 15, we made a CD. We had a homemade CD with some of our old songs on it. I have a whole box of them upstairs actually. And uh, we were able to get that on on the desk of our guy who would become our manager. He's he was actually he was the manager for Greta Van Fleet. You know Greta Van Fleet. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so he was Greta Van Fleet's manager. We were able to get our CD on this guy's desk, and he was like, "I like him." Uh, he started working with us. He threw us out there to Jason Flom, who was the uh, head of Lava Republic, uh, or sorry, the head of Lava Records. That's how we got signed. So initially, it's like you know within your friend group back home. Because so I say I'm from Houston, right? Mm -hmm. i'm from a town called montgomery actually which is like an hour north of houston or something it's kind of like a little podunk like it's out in the sticks kind of town uh it's pretty rural out there kind of and initially it's just like within your friend group it's like holy shit right (laughs) like we got signed like we made it you know what i mean it it, it, we're we're, you know it was just it's crazy and if i'm being honest i didn't even really know what i was getting into you know because they put these they put the papers in front of you and you just sign them. I'm 16. It was like, I was trying to read French or something going through some of that like legal lingo, you know what I mean? It was, so it's just, it was, it was, it was, I don't think I really realized the full, like, you know, what what, I don't think I really realized what I was signing. I think, you know, I mean, even you think about it as well. There's a
0: lot of other bands that are that have signed record deals that have signed them at ages much older than you guys, and and it's like the deals that they get put together for for those bands. I mean, sometimes you end up getting on some shitty deals just because they throw stuff in there that you just really have no idea that's in there, and because they know that you're emotionally focused on just being signed that that you're not going to read it or you're not going to want to comprehend it. You're not going to want to take the time. So you're just going to sign it. I mean, we, everyone knows this in the scene knows the saga of a day to remember in victory records. It kind of has that same kind of feel where, you know, it's the focus is for you guys. Like we just want to, we want to get signed, had that record deal, but yeah. all the like fine print and all the legal mumbo. Yeah. I'm like, we have there.
1: a team. We got lawyers looking at it. Why do I need to read this thing? I don't even understand it anyway. Right. Yeah. And especially, you know, it, it's kind of weird. So it was a, it was a 360 deal. So like once stream, this is the way it was explained to me, right? Once streaming started happening, labels kind of had a hard time trying to figure out how they're going to make money off of this stuff, right? So we signed what was called a 360 deal, which is like, you get a pe- they get a piece of everything, anything we do that we make money on, they kind of like get a piece of it. And I didn't even like fully, under- like, even if I like quit and started going to act, like wanted to go act or something, like they would take, they would get a cut. You know what I mean? So I did I just it's just like it's weird stuff like that, you know what I mean? It that is
0: weird, especially with the fact I mean it say, I'm just gonna use this example. Say it was a that 360 say their take was, let's say, I'm just gonna give it make up a number and say 15%. But it's yeah. 15% of literally everything you do. So all of a sudden it's like every song that's stream, every song. Album that you sell, every single ticket that you sell, every single piece of merch that you sell, or, you know, whatever the duration of time, if you went and did something else, all of a sudden, say you're an actor, you start acting, you know, you hit it big, and you end up joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all of a sudden, this label gets 15% of whatever you make for that. And that's not even just the label, time.
1: dude, then you've got your manager taking some off the top, you've got agents yeah. taking some off, and this is all stuff you just, so, this is why I think it's kind of funny, is I'm 20 now, and a lot of people don't have that kind of experience by by the time they're ho- however old I am now, you know what I mean. And if there's one thing I can get across to like people, like like other bands and stuff from back back home and everything, they're asking like, what, do you, how do you, you know, they have, what do you guys do? What did you do? How do, what, 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 what do you think we should do? It's just you gotta, you gotta, re- I think you gotta re- understand what's happening. You know what I mean? I didn't, I don't think I really understood. And when we got dropped, when we looked at it, we were trying to kind of see it as a blessing in disguise, kind of, because we were able to just kind of walk away from it. They were like, okay, you guys are dropped and then we can leave. And now I can kind of start over, you know what I mean? So that's where I am right now. I'm in the process of kind of starting over
0: what a couple of things on that one is the most important thing you said is that you went through this even though you know you went through this and it kind of was a shitty experience you do have the knowledge and you have the understanding of that so going forward if something like this is to happen again you realize the gravity of the situation you realize all the other attributes that are coming into play so that if something like this does come up again you're more aptly prepared to respond and not just you know trust the people around you and just sign away kind of thing.
1: You got it. This is, this is one of the most important lessons I learned throughout this whole thing. Nobody cares about you more than you. Nobody's going to care about your band more than you are. You know what I mean? And I kind of realized that the hard way. Cause I was just kind of coasting, you know what I mean? I was doing my thing. And then eventually here I am by myself, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, I totally understand
1: that. Cause it's something that I
0: remember when I was like going through, like starting the podcast and like, starting all this stuff, I was always listening to like a lot of Gary V podcasts or, you know, like, like Gary V books and shit. Cause I, I still do from listening to stuff from time to time, just not as much anymore. Cause I am more focused on doing than listening in a way. But yeah. one thing I remember him always saying is like, I think even like John Taffer said this too, you know, Mr. Bar well, Rescue
1: was something like we have been watching so much Bar Rescue <laughs> at our freaking, I can't believe you just brought up Bar Rescue. We're going to talk about that after you, after you make this point. Oh, okay. absolutely.
0: Uh, dude, I've, I at my full-time job because I work from home. It's like I got the TV on. And most it, for like the first like six hours, it's Bar Rescue and then maybe some South Park. But the point I was trying to make is both those guys, Don and Gary V. So like no one's going to care more about your business Than you. Of course, you have other people around you as well. If it's a business, you have other employees around you. If it's a band, you have other people around you on your team. But no one's gonna care, and no one's gonna give the energy and have the drive that you have. And you have to understand that. You have to expect that. That's one reason why it's hard for me to like fathom. You know, potentially bringing someone else into the podcast and bringing someone else around this because I've got such a focus in on this. And I know someone else isn't going to be nearly as focused in on it or care as much as I do, but how do I manage that? And especially how do I manage that going forward? It's kind of, I know I'm going to have to, but it's a tough thing I still have to wrap my head around, but it's a thing I have to realize and other bands have to realize as well, because you're going to have, you know, when it comes to record labels, you're going to have labels coming for potentially coming for, it. you're going to have agents, managers, lawyers, all this kind of stuff,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: they all have other things that they care about. They care about their business. They care about what they're doing Maybe like when it comes to the label, they have other bands that they might care about more than you. So you got to realize that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Dude, I can't believe you brought up Bar Rescue. <laughs> we've been we've been watching that here at the crib like every day. It's like when we're eating dinner. It's Bar Rescue. It's John Taffer, dude. I it's, love that guy. He's so. it's John funny. Taffer
0: shutting it the fuck down?
1: Shut it down. Shut it down. I got it, dude. When he it, the one, my favorite one is when he's in the car. And he's watching some atrocity happen on that little screen. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Somebody is putting raw chicken all over the place. And he's he's like, I got to go to work. That's the greatest line. He gets out of the car. And I got to go to
0: work. Gets out, like slams the door, walks in there with like this stern look on his face. And then just starts out like stern and, like, co- and conversing with whoever's there. And then just gets full on unhinged because. Love it. I mean, you're gonna get like literally. I understand. He's gonna, they're gonna get people sick. You're gonna kill somebody.
1: You are. You're gonna kill somebody, dude. Anyway, I don't even remember what we were talking about before that. Oh, oh it, was, <laughs> it, it was
0: it was about like uh, you know you guys being dropped, but also you know understanding the fact that you know when it comes to your band that no one's gonna care about it more than you. Before we jump back to that, I got a little fun, a uh, little tidbit for you about Bar Rescue. Let's do it. So I think Tapper's done like two bars in my, where I'm from in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's only done two bars here. Uh The first one he did, it was a bar called Packy's Pub. Yeah, Packy's, not not Patty's, Packy's. It was an Irish pub though. And he turned it into something called Campbell's Irish Pub. Now, before it was Packy's, the person owned was a person named Ralph Richard. It was Ralph Richard's Pub. That was the bar my mom and dad met at.
1: Whoa, you've got a personal connection to Bar Rescue, dude.
0: So I got, a, I got, a, like, I looked, I remember watching that episode. I'm like, I remember bringing it up to my parents. I'm like, yeah, they got Packies. And she, is there something that, like, is connected to me? My dad just, like, freaked out because my dad was Bar Rescue. So he's like, that's where your mother and I met. I'm like, wait, that's Ralph Richards? Yeah. <gasps> Holy wild. shit. And it's, I mean, I, I and I passed by it a couple of times. I passed by it all the time, like, in 2017, 2018. I recently passed by, like, maybe, like, a week or two ago. It's still going, so
1: yeah hey <laughs> that's awesome dude
0: <laughs> yeah so if you ever watch that episode the one with uh packy's or campbell's irish pub as it's now called, the one in, one of the ones in milwaukee that is the dude. bar my parents met at so that's kind of like some weird kind of crazy tidbit about bar are
1: we're, we're on season three right now so we'll see if
0: i get to it we'll see if we can get to it <laughs> i think it was either season three or four so i know it's, it'll be coming, coming
1: up. up it's coming up
0: Hell yeah, um, that's kind of just hysterical. But yeah, just kind of using, you know, you're watching Bar Rescue and it kind of does funnel into you as the band as well, where again, you're the one that's going to care about it the most and you have to understand that.
1: Yeah. By the way, I want to mention this. I like your Rise Against shirt. Appeal to Reason is my one of my top probably, if not three, five albums of all time. Okay, now you're just,
0: you're just making me happy, man, because Rise Against my favorite band of all time. I've got the Suffer really? and the Witness shirt on because that's my favorite album of all time. Yeah, I've seen Rise Against think 14 times up to this point. I've
1: never seen them.
0: Oh I've never seen them. Oh you have to, man. You have to. It's like
1: that's like, dude, you know what, you know what? It's like, you know, when you're like 12, 13, 14, you just start listening to music on your own. You know, you're you're not really listening to whatever your parents are playing anymore. And you're kind of just like, it was I, I had the Guitar Hero app on my iTouch when I was a kid. I was like probably like 12 or 13. And they had Savior on there. And I heard, I was like, this song is awesome, this shit slaps, right? And I, I looked up the rest of that album, and I've been listening to that album ever since. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. It reminds me of Black Ops 2 all the time, because that's what I was playing at the time.
0: Dude, I can't stop laughing at this shit because literally how I found out about Rise Against was from Guitar Hero 3 because my brother loved uh The Prayer of the Refugee, which was the, one of the bonus tracks. So we had a shared iTunes account at the time, so we put it on there. When I started high school, that was right after Appeal to Reason came out. And on like, the, one of the radio stations I was listening to going to, like, going to school, I swear to God, this played at least once a day either going to school, come back from school. it always played Savior by Rise Against. And I would refuse to let them turn off because I fucking love the song. And it was like... That was, Rise Against was probably the second band that was like for me when it was like, you know, coming into my own, like listening music on my own and discovering it on my own that I really took to. And then it's just like just going off on. from there. I mean, it, that was fuck. I mean, shit. I'll, that was 13 years ago already.
1: <laughs> and it's still yeah. going strong. <laughs> we used to actually cover Savior back when before we started, like really writing our own stuff. And we were we our, our band name used to be the Contagious. We used to be called the Contagious. We still had the same logo, the bunny with the gas mask on it. That's How we got the name Junk Bunny, but um, we when we were still playing covers, we used to do Savior. I, I forgot about that, that's
0: wild. Shit, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe all of a sudden, once you know, we get the band built back around you, all of a sudden, that might be like one little special thing. you guys cover Savior by Rise Against, and then all of a sudden, I guess you guys play live here's Savior in the crowd. I'm just gonna be like, like, something's gonna click in my head and be like, oh, yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: that's funny man. i mean but what you said like the thing that freaked me out about that was like literally me like if like really getting to rise against and you really to your eyes it was pretty much like the almost identical way almost identical time in the same fucking song
1: same song bro funny.
0: Stop laughing at this shit. <laughs> it's
1: so funny man
0: oh my god yeah but if you if you get if you get a chance to go see them man oh my god You you have to man it's so much fucking fun!
1: I didn't even know if they were still like touring or not. You know, I'm sure they are.
0: Let's see. So I last time I saw them was on April 12th.
1: Okay, so yeah. <laughs> and
0: the next time I get to see him is I'm going down to Florida for Welcome to Rockville, and they've got they're playing on the Saturday night. And my friends are already looking live. it's like, oh, well, what show are you going to go? I literally circle rise right against them, just like you know where to find me. Bit I'm going to yeah. be in the I'm going to be the guy in the middle of the pit running the whole entire thing because once they once their music starts, something clicks in my brain and it's just.
1: It's go time. That's funny. Is that maybe, is that like your favorite band you think you've ever seen live app? Ab- I mean, out of pro- absolutely. I would say
0: like, cause I've yeah. seen them 14 times and every single time is just like a s- whole different state of euphoria. The last two times I went to go see him. I woke up sick as all hell. I could hardly get out of bed and I dragged myself to the show. One was in Chicago. One was in Milwaukee. I could barely stand up, but once the music started, like my body just completely decided that, for the next hour and a half, I'm not sick. I'm not, like, my legs work functionally fine. I don't know what it is, you're but it's good. just something you're clicks good. in my head, and it's just, like, the worst thing could be happening to me. But once you're- they open up, it's just, like, hello, superpowers.
1: Go! <laughs> you're, you're a big metal guy, right? I think I saw that. Big, like, big metalcore guy, yeah. Okay. My favorite band of all time is Mastodon. That is, have you, do you know them? Yeah. Okay. That is probably my favorite show I've ever been to. I actually went to that show when I, I was, that's one of the other bands I, I found when I was just kind of coming into my own. I had a guitar teacher at the time, rest in peace, Tony who brought me to that show with another guy who worked at this uh, uh, place I went to. And it's actually funny. I, 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 when I was like a kid, I used to go to school of rock oh, and um, I actually worked, I ended up working there like last summer actually. I was like teaching kids how to play guitar and stuff but that was probably my favorite show I've ever been to was that first time I saw Mastodon that was at the Revention Center in Houston it was just wild I was like 14 in the pit dude like (laughs) (laughs) Just, just having the time of your life just enjoying every
0: minute of it exactly so now now I'm kind of disappointed because I Mastodon's coming to Milwaukee I mean a couple days after we record this but I already had tickets to go to the Day Seeker show because they have caskets opening for them. And I've had caskets on the podcast twice, and I really want to see them live. So mm-hmm. I was like, I have to go to one or the other. And one of my friends really wanted the four Mastodon tickets I had. I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> <Yeah>. take them. <laughs> It's like I can only be in two I can't be in two places at once, even though on May 7th I'm gonna try and be in two places at once to see volumes in Memphis May Fire and then drive a 20 minute like try and drive as fast as I can 20 minutes to a smaller venue and hopefully catch the whole entire set for while she sleeps.
1: Man, I only know one name you just rattled off right there, and it's only because I dated this girl in seventh grade whose favorite band was Memphis Mayfire. That's, <laughs> Mayfire. That's all I know about. I all right. Well, I'll put it this way: um, volumes, metalcore,
0: Memphis May Fire. You know they are. While she sleeps, British metalcore.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So I'm just like, I kind of want to make this happen. But if I can't make it happen, then you know I'll stay at the 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 Memphis May Fire show because Dance Gavin Dance is headlining. I'm not that big of a Dance Gavin like, Dance, but you know what? If if I can't do if I can't do that, I'm gonna try and run as quickly as possible down to like freaking Cudahy, Wisconsin to see While She Sleeps. It's the you worst kind of plan, at least prize. I'm, I'm gonna try make it happen I got people going so I'm like text me whenever I I think Gideon is going on before a while so like text me when Gideon goes off because then I'll know how much time I have
1: yeah yeah there you go
0: but okay back to kind of like the history with you guys so okay. I mean, you guys yeah yeah yeah
1: we went off on a little thing there
0: oh I love going off on little tangents, so so you guys are 16 you get the record and then you drop out of high school focus in on this so how did that all kind of turn turn out, and then quickly getting your degree, your uh, get, or quickly getting your diploma? I want to degree. That's kind of more of the college thing. I think. Yeah,
1: I didn't so. go to college. <laughs> worry, I, yeah, so we got um, we got signed. We we uh, stopped going to public high school. We stopped going to we. I was at I was at Montgomery High School, and uh, we. After sophomore year, like at the end of the year, I was like, I was so pumped up. I was telling all my classmates and everything. I'm like, I'm not coming back. You guys aren't gonna see me. I got signed. I'm gonna be famous. Like you'll see me on, you know, you'll see me on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, and uh, I mean, we 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 they we got signed up. Like whoever was hooking us up with all of our stuff, we we signed up with uh, UT. There's a UT High School Online, and we just got our diplomas online. Um, I mean, we were grinding. We got like two years worth of work done in like less than a year. And we were flying, you know, they got uh, I think Lava's headquarters or at least their studio. It was in like New York. We were like flying to New York, playing for people, doing stuff like that. And um what ended up happening was really we just kind of like we we recorded uh those two EPs that we have and we put those out. And then we kind of just sat or honestly, I think they were our manager at least kind of just had a sitting around until we turned 18, I think, because we were still minors. Uh, and I think there's some weird laws that, honestly, he probably just didn't want to deal with, until, you know. So they were just waiting until we turn 18. We turn 18, and we're getting ready to go on tour COVID. So,
0: yeah. yeah and not only that, but you guys were, gonna, were going on tour with the warning at that point. Post- so we that
1: we are but- doing – we were doing three months straight. The first half was with the warning. And then we were going out with Pop Evil. you know. Pop oh, Evil. God. Bro, it was going to be epic. It was going to be me. so dope. We were opening up for Pop Evil. Like, uh, we were doing 55 shows in the U.S. and Canada. It was all set up, dude. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I, you know. I mean, just thinking about it, too, because,
0: I mean, take a look at where those bands were at that point and where those bands have gone since then. Using Pop, e- Pop Evil. Pop Evil has just been cons- a consistent player for a for a couple for a good number of years at this point, and especially over the last like year and a half to two years, especially we go like they've just been constantly touring as much as possible. I think they're one of the first bands to really like a, like one of the larger bands to go out back on tour post COVID. And then you look at the warning where it, when you guys are going on, supposed to go on tour with them in twenty twenty. I think that at that point, I know their bassist would have been under eighteen. I'm not sure if their drummer would have been under eighteen at that point because I think. Uh, Paul just turned 20 i'm not i'm not i don't remember though oh, yeah i don't remember but like i but like again they would have had a similar situation to you guys at that point as well so yeah when we are on the to, same
1: label and everything too yeah
0: yeah so i don't know exactly know what potentially what you're, maybe your manager was just being lazy or not, but i've heard plenty of stories where managers are just being lazy or it's like you know maybe they it's like oh you got this band you got this other band and like they're putting all their focus into the in a one band. there's kind of just you know kind of just beating around the bush with potentially yeah. you guys it's like well that doesn't really help out anybody
1: and i know i know grid of fleet was like his baby you know he really brought those guys to like where they are now uh so anyway but that's you know that was pretty much the lead up uh so covid um we this tour got rescheduled a few times until they just ultimately ended up canceling it and then we just got a call one day that our man our manager was not you know gonna he, he was gonna let go of us and then like a week after that the label so we just kind of you know (laughs) tried to you know we were still playing around houston and stuff doing our like local thing and then uh our bass player Caden decided that this wasn't the life for him you know what i mean he didn't want to go on the road he didn't want to do any of that stuff which i totally respect and i can see that you know i mean he's still like a really good friend of mine and um Yeah. And then Jake and I moved out here to Austin to look for a new bass player (laughs) and we didn't find one. So we tried to do that uh, two man thing. Like I was talking about earlier, running the tracks and I thought it was going good for a while. And then, uh, and then Jake decided he was going to leave. So
0: here I am. <laughs> so, so here you are. Cause that was, I mean, that's always one thing whenever I hear about, you know, band members, it's like, I never know what kind of the situation is when it comes to Caden, it's totally understandable where seeing kind of where the life would have been and understanding that that life just isn't for him and yep. making that decision. I mean, that's just, that's, that's a respectable decision there clearly. And as long as you guys are still closely connected and good friends, honestly, that's really what matters in it all because when it comes down to like being in a band, it does have, it does have, you know, it's a music business. It is a business, but yeah. one thing you'd never oh. want to really lose is those close personal friendships that you build up because of a business.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And it is a legitimate business. Like it, like we ha- so right now I'm going through like the legal stuff, right. Uh, uh, where, uh, I was a uh, 50% owner of the LLC junk bunny with, uh, my buddy Jake. And he decided he's leaving, right? So we got to go through all that shit, you know, and it just takes forever. So I'm just, I'm really ready to get back out there and try to make this happen again. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, absolutely. And when it comes to the stuff that you're going through right now, it sucks that you have to go through that, but it's something that you got to go through. But by the time, you know, you get through it, what's going to end up happening is, is now you're able really to be focused on everything around junk money. You're just going to be able to solely focus in on that and really focus in on, like, building the band back around you, the creative process behind everything. And because you guys are now an independent band right now, focusing in on building up everything from the independent side, which one thing I have definitely seen from a lot of the bands I've talked to and have seen since the pandemic, there are a lot more bands, including some of the bigger ones that are saying, screw this, we're going independent because we can do
1: it a lot better and we want to do this. Yeah. It's a lot of work though. We tried to do it for a little bit. It's a lot of work and I'm going to be honest. I don't know how I don't, a lot of that business side stuff escapes me sometimes. I'm not like the best guy with numbers or anything like that. But, um, so I mean, we're going to see what happens. I'm I'm excited. I mean, if I kind of want it, I would like to get signed again. You know what I mean? It's nice to have, you know, people helping you out, but you just, like we said earlier, you gotta be looking out for yourself, man. You have to.
0: You, you have to. And maybe it's, you know, you're not the best in the business side of things. Maybe all of a sudden, once you build the band up around you, maybe one of the one of your members ends up being really good at the business side of things. Then you just delegate out and create it like an actual business, have that structure there where all of a sudden, because even though some of the other bands I've talked to that are independent, it's like, okay, one person is much more of that business acumen behind them. So yeah. they're the ones going out, like kind of focusing on kind of the deal side of things, you know, trying to get Trying for trying to get studio time bookings, all that kind of stuff. Trying to make the most of their money. Maybe someone's just really good at digital marketing. I mean, even the band I talked to previously before this, one mm-hmm. of their one of their members, his full time job outside, like that's not the band is as a digital marketer. So when it comes to all their social media marketing and everything around there, boom, they got somebody for that literally in the band. And if you don't have someone like that, that's in the band, you know, you can always potentially try and bring people and build a team up around you and build a team up yourself with people that are, that have that around there because I mean, I'm trying to think of a couple bands as an exa- as examples of like independent bands that have done something. Like, I mean, Nonpoint recently just went independent and they released stuff on their own label. While She Sleeps went independent for their Sleep Society record. A band from Texas that I'm very good friends with, Kingdom Collapse, they've been independent their whole entire career, and yeah. they and they just got off a tour with From Ashes to New, and they're gonna be touring with Attack Attack and Rev Jumpsuit Apparatus in the summer.
1: I know that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I think I know a, a, a one with that. i red jump run jumpsuit that press. That's probably gonna be the one.
1: Yeah. But the other thing is too, it's a learning process. It's totally a learning process. I'm still, I'm still a young, I'm a young man. I'm a strapping young man. I'm learning, you know what I mean? And maybe I'm just saying that I'm not so great at the business side of it because I mean, I was trying to deal with all these numbers and stuff that they were thrown at me when I was 16, and I'm just like bro, I just got out of like algebra two or something. I don't, you know, I, so I, it's a learning process. I don't want to sell myself too short. You know what I mean? Somebody might see this, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a learning process and I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot as I go along. You're not selling yourself short. Maybe they're just going to underestimate you. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know.
0: Maybe, but even on the side of that as well, it is a learning process. You're going to continue to learn throughout this whole entire thing as well. But even if you know you continue to go through it, and you know maybe you're a little bit more into the business side of things, but still not fully or fully interested in that side of things, then the biggest thing that you already have is the self awareness that that is the case. Yeah, you know,
1: and the other thing that's kind of a kind of a bummer now, honestly, is like. The, the 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 business itself has changed so much you can't you can't just write good songs anymore like you can't just write good songs anymore you have to be a personality you know what i mean you got to keep up with the socials you got to do there's a lot more i think that it takes to be like a successful band or music like artist now than like before like even even just like before covid that isn't that isn't 100 true i mean I'm, i
0: totally agree with you on that because let's Let's kind of think about it for a little bit. Let's go back to, you know, back when, let's go back to the early 2000s, you know, when yeah. new Metal was basically, you had Slipknot, you had bands like Disturbed, Mudvayne, uh, I mean, Corn was still pretty big at that, was still big at that point, uh, Linkin Park as well, and you got to like in the later, like the mid-2000s with like the pop punk and emo stuff. It's, this is all before, you know, really MySpace really kind of started to take off. Of course, the pop punk and emo stuff really got a, a huge help because of MySpace, but okay, let start about before that. Where social media wasn't a thing. It's you wrote good songs and you had a good team behind you to market those songs to radio, market those songs to MTV, market those videos to MTV and get them and just get the listenership out there. If people liked your sound and they really got into it, and you know, people were able to really build up to it, but the people that really got big, there was some sort of big connection point to them, to the culture at the time, Lincoln park, you know, with the new metal side, I mean, you're mixing, you know, new metal and rap and hip hop all in one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a huge thing. I know, you know, he's deaf people definitely do not look at him the same, but I have to say it. Look at Marilyn Manson in the nineties. It was just the persona that he had at you're that right. point. You're
1: exactly right. Actually. I yeah, mean,
0: It drew so many people to him as that kind of counterculture point slipknot with the mass and all the aggression that's behind it, the counterculture point and people were drawn to it so you had yeah, i mean you had to get your image out there somewhere but you yeah. if, if you got it out there and people connected with it after you know the music got out there i mean you basically was write good songs have a connection point for people to really get in the band, and you were good to go but once social media came into play once myspace came into play that's kind of where things started to really change but now with ever since the pandemic and bands around the shelf for a year and a half, pretty much. And yeah. how are they outside of, you know, release good music and everything, but how do you get people to know that good music and how do you break through the noise on social media where people's attention is Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, wherever else the fuck people are going? Mm. How do you break that? You got to find a way to just stand out and all those platforms and deliver consistently due to how much noise is going to be there.
1: Yeah, that's one thing we definitely have to, I, or that's one thing I have to work on is the social media. Cause I suck kind of at social media, trying to keep a consistent upload and that kind of thing. But I'm, dude, I'm, that's the other thing. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Cause that's the other thing it takes. You have to be willing to do whatever it's gonna take. And I am. So I'm gonna get on it, dude. I'm getting on it. You're gonna see Junk Bunny. Junk Bunny is coming back, bro, with a vengeance. I'm telling you junk Bunnies come back as evil junk bunny with a funny chance but
0: that totally makes sense i mean even from my perspective as well it's when it came to the social media side of things when i started the podcast i mean i i had facebook i had twitter but i didn't understand much around it i didn't even have instagram at that point instagram is my biggest platform to date now and then when it came to tiktok fuck i don't really i'm gonna be i with mean, you. i don't care for tiktok at all it's I don't not know anything my thing about it yeah, I like, don't even know anything about it, but I knew that after talking with some other people, it's like, I have to get on that platform and do something. So. so, because that's where all, that's where the attention is. And ever since I did a podcast with the band blind channel, I started cutting up a bunch of different at like shots from the podcast where it's like, okay, you know, we, we talked about something that was funny, like with blind channel, one of the, it was one of the first ones I actually got some good traction was, uh, because people have been kind of like comparing him a little bit to Linkin Park in a way. Mm -hmm. And I brought it up and they're like, yeah, we know someone sent us a stream where all of a sudden on Mike should Twitch stream, you talk about how he heard our song. They're like, we don't know if he liked it or not. He just said, yeah, I've heard it. He's like, we don't know if we liked it or not, but Mike should heard her fucking song. He's just like, and he was like, I'm happy with that. And that one really picked up. So like, okay, like, okay, let's kind of go into this, but it all takes just, you know, you got to figure it out. You got to order the attention. You got to play into that attention. Even if it's something that's not comfortable to you or not doesn't come naturally to you or you just don't really care for, but if you want to make if you want to build your brand, if you want to build your band and you want to continue to get noticed and grow in the music scene, you have to do it.
1: You have to. You have to. I have a funny story that kind of that kind of uh, correlates a little bit, I guess. Oh, I was I was with my friend Seth and we we were doing like a car meet or something because he had like he has his sweet like 2001 Mustang GT, <laughs> and uh, we were driving this thing to Kima. Anybody who's from like Houston knows what I'm talking about. We were driving to Kima uh, to do this like meet, and we were eating at this restaurant with at this big table with all these people from the car meet. And I got a text from our manager saying that Travis Barker had heard our music and like liked it, and I was just like, I, I don't know how he heard. I think it was because. Uh, john feldman and you can tell that we we have a lot of like we have a lot of pop punk influence like i went Mm -hmm. through a huge blink 182 thing like a huge one and i like just about fucking like i had my burger in my hand and i like just about fucking dropped that bitch like i (laughs) i couldn't believe it it was wild wild So Travis Barker heard
0: (laughs) heard your music, liked it, and possibly heard it through John Feldman from Goldfinger.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, it was, I, I, because I know Blink, like, records a lot, like, all their stuff, at least a lot of the later stuff is, like, John Feldman, so. There's so
0: much stuff that's John Feldman. I know people have different opinions about John Feldman, but honestly, I just like
1: John Feldman. He's a funny guy. (laughs) Bro. But, like, I, I mean, I didn't, even if nothing happened with it, I was like, dude, Travis Barker heard our music and said he liked it like that's wild
0: yeah and then i mean even, even at that point like take a look at where travis barker is today i mean he's yeah, probably dude. when it comes when it comes to like pop punk or like you know that new wave of pop punk that's really been going on and has been popularized kind of like on the tiktoks i think especially with the younger generation how yeah. how much of travis barker
1: is in on that how much influence does he have on it? it's just it's astronomical dude he's like the guy he like he you know i mean, That's actually an interesting point, too, because of like, you know, MGK kind of going from rap into the pop punk kind of thing. And Travis Barker is like, I mean, he I feel like made rock kind of cool again a little bit. You know what I mean? Like at least like pop punk.
0: I would say he brought it. He brought the attention of pop punk back to the younger generation.
1: Yeah, that's a fair way of saying it. Yeah. And,
0: and whatever iteration it was going to come in, because I've had plenty of conversations with people about like the new to pop punk. It's like, if you like it, if you don't like it, the whole entire thing around MGK, which we pro- which we don't have to get into. But I'll just use it as this. It's just what Travis Barker has done over the past couple of years with all the artists that he's worked with, he has brought this new de- style of pop punk or whatever this current style of pop punk is to the younger generation, has brought it to prominence in basically whatever they're streaming, on their phones, whatever it might be. And that opens the door for them, for all these new, this new blood and all these new kids that are maybe 13, 14 years old, forming their musical opinions and really getting into music for themselves for the first time and really getting those bands that are going to be the strongest bands that they like, like we did with Rise Against. Yeah, dude. (laughs) It's going to open up the door for them to get into other things, because if it wasn't for me opening up that door, getting into like Disturb, getting to Rise Against, getting to Linkin Park, I never, ever, ever would have given Ice Nine Kills a shot, and I fucking love that band.
1: What what band was that?
0: Ice Nine Kills. Never heard of them. Just imagine metalcore, but everything is based. Their last two albums are all every song is based off of a different horror movie.
1: Okay, <laughs> it's
0: fucking nuts. It's
1: very interesting.
0: <laughs> I I heard it for a couple. I I listened to it like twice before I went to go see them live. I'm like, eh, I don't really remember it. Saw them live, and this was like literally. I went from like I don't know who this band is to like. I love This, this might be the greatest live show I've ever seen in my entire fucking life.
1: Yeah. We dude, I saw I actually I saw this band last night. Me and my friends went out. This is have you heard of Molchat Doma? I have not. They have, they have a song they're they're from Belarus. They're from Min, Minsk. They're from Belarus. They had a song that blew up on TikTok actually. And I heard that song and yeah, there you go. The TikTok thing. <laughs> yeah. And I uh yeah, now they're touring all over the world and we went to that show last night, dude. Killer killer it was awesome but it's just like kind of like a weird thing you know like I, I don't understand anything he's saying but they, they have Bops, dude they have Bops. it's like a new wave kind of like new wave cold wave kind of thing okay but uh like a lot of stuff coming out of like that area
0: but, yeah I mean um, even like go you'll go over to Central Europe and go to Germany I mean Electric callboy is just taking the fucking scene by storm and it's just yeah. party it's party fucking metalcore and it's fun as all hell
1: <laughs> but like I, dude, I had to say something about that because I saw them last night and it was wild. But like adding on to that as well with the band you saw, what was their name again so I don't fuck it up? Molchat Doma. It's in it this is like in Russian, so you can't really read it. Okay. But, so yeah. Molchat Doma. So when
0: it comes to them, it's like you heard like they had a song blew up on TikTok.
1: Ble- so it was in, I saw it in a meme. Like 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 it was in a meme. They they, they and it was kind of, it was like, I was like, dang, that sounds interesting. Like, I'm always kind of just looking for something that sounds different. And I was like, that sounds kind of interesting. I'm going to check it out. And here they are. They're doing sold out shows in America. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it happens. TikTok, dude. I got to get on TikTok. I'm, I'm doing it.
0: Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's like, t- from your perspective as well, it's, I know TikTok might not be your thing. You might not know anything about it or know the type of content you should make for it. But you got to get on there and you got to try because here's <laughs> yeah. here's how I look at it. Same way I've heard a lot of the people like, like Gary B always talk. It's, if you're not on that platform, I mean, no one's going to recognize because you're not there. It's like the classic, you know, you miss 100% of the shots, you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott, Kevin Hellestead. Yeah, I'm throwing that in there because I want to. Ugh. But... <laughs> if you put content out there, you know, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to see what hits. You're going to see what doesn't hit. You're going to see the types of conversations that really get, you know, the types of things that are going to get people going types of things that are going to get the views, the likes, the clicks, all that kind of stuff. And you are able to potentially cater your content to that while still maintaining your own style, because you're trying to figure it out with your own style and you're going to figure it out from there. Even with like the stuff I do for the podcast, the the biggest piece of uh biggest TikTok video I ever had I think it has close to twenty thousand views right now it was literally one a band that was describing how they recorded vocals for one of their songs and it was because the guy woke up from a drunken bender and was like oh god kill me and literally just went in a whole writing binge because he was just so pissed off that he was hungover
1: I bet it was good stuff too it was
0: good stuff <laughs> that, the, <laughs> the song that he wrote off of that. That was the song that made me want to reach out to them about putting them on the podcast. Yeah. So it fucking worked.
1: (laughs) It works. (laughs) So do drugs and drink a lot of alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, again, don't do that.
0: The whole point of that is just you never know what's going to hit. And you never know, especially from your perspective as a musician. When it comes to those platforms, you never know what song is going to hit. You never know what part of the song is going to hit because maybe you end up putting something out there. Maybe you'd splice up a piece of like another summer song, put it out on TikTok. And all of a sudden, especially with summer coming right up. Holy shit. You never know. exactly. That could definitely pick up and just take off and just go nuts. I mean, hell, Simple Plan got basically a huge revitalization of their career because of uh, I'm just a kid.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's That, that one blew up. I, I saw that on memes all over the place.
0: Exactly. So like even a song that has been around for a good amount of time, if it hits a different audience and it hits them in a captivating way, that ends up, you know, captivating them today. But also another way to think about it, too, especially when it comes to music is hits them in a captivating way, but gives them a chance to make that video themselves and get the attention onto them as well. I mean, they're going to take that and run with it because that's the internet these days. Everyone wants to be seen. Everyone wants to be heard. Everyone wants the attention on them. But if you can make something to have people want to use it so they bring attention to themselves, the consistent thing is going to be your song. Again, look at all the i Just a Kid stuff that uh, in 2020 on TikTok, when people are recreating old family photos or older photos with, you know, friends or whatnot. Yeah. Literally, the, the song completely blew up once again. And now Simple Plan is going to be on tour headlining alongside some 41. Yeah, plain five thousand cap rooms. It's wild, man. That's wild. <laughs> so again, it's put your stuff out there. Try something. If it doesn't work, try something. Uh, try again, or try something different. Try tweak that content. Try tweak whatever you're gonna do. Cause the more you put out, the more chance you have something is gonna hit.
1: For sure. Exactly.
0: And you just got just got to figure out and basically learn it, reverse engineer it. I know, it, especially if you if it's something that you're not really that interested in, it's kind of tough. But always think about it like this, especially from your perspective, because I have to think about it from my perspective. I'm not doing this because I want to be big. I want my TikTok profile to be big. I'm not doing this. I want my Instagram. Profile. No, it's because I want to keep doing these podcasts. I want to keep talking to artists like yourself. This is what gets me going the more. This is what gets me jazzed. I can be having the worst fucking day. All of a sudden, I see your little name pop up in the queue that's like for the Zoom call. And my energy goes from like, I don't want to do anything today. Like I am in a horrible mood. all of a sudden,
1: this is what we play for. Let's go. So what do, you, what do you do? Like, what do you do when you like for work like for money, I guess? I manage two different data sets for a health insurance software company. All
0: right. so you can totally tell which one i'm definitely more you know excited about that's
1: true dude i do you know i'm doing uh i'm doing wedding videography in austin so that's what i do and honestly i've been thinking about this now i kind of know how to like work a camera and film stuff i can make content now dude like i can work that in i can work it in man exactly you can
0: work it in and when it comes to the whole entire like think about this with the wedding videography stuff When it comes to weddings and people putting those together, it's, yeah, you know, the bride and the groom is mostly the bride, I'm not going to lie, wants to have it like the best looking possible, the nicest possible because it's a very, it's a special day. It's her day. But what's another reason why they want that video to be the best possible? So they can post it online and so that all their friends can see and they can make all their friends jealous. Exactly. (laughs) And just think about this from a different perspective. You know what you you've you've learned that kind of style, especially as a wedding videographer. It's like, okay, putting this stuff together, trying to work within this stuff so that you make those videos so that those brides can post them on social media, can send them all their friends so their friends can, you know, be jealous of the wedding that they had that they, they had. It's like, you know, my wedding kind of is like, you know, thank you for coming to our wedding kind of thing. It was a beautiful thing for you to be a part of, but also secretly, my wedding was better than
1: yours. Yeah. In a way.
0: <laughs> Use that for your content as well with that kind of mentality where it's, you know put stuff together where it's going to be somewhere. People are going to be drawn to it for one reason or another. And then especially kind of using TikTok as as example, one way or another where they can potentially use it themselves to try and get some of the attention that you have been able to bring.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Shit, did I just <laughs> go off on like some whole fucking tangent right there?
1: <laughs> Let's go back. We can, a, we can talk about summer song if you want
0: oh shit we can because i know we brought we literally brought that up like seven minutes into there and now we're about 57 minutes into this so <laughs>
1: let's get Whoa. back to the music man let's get back to why, why we're here no i'm just I'm, I'm playing
0: hey we've been talking about you know the music the whole entire time know, we just I took know. off we, we took some other tangents and we went some other ways but again the whole entire focus has pretty much been on you know the you you and in the band you with junk Bunny, the history the behind the band and yeah. especially going forward what ideas to potentially, you know, grow the band and kind of different ideas that other other bands that are in the exact same position as you or further along or, you know, just starting out, can use as well. Exactly, yeah. So jump into another summer song. First things first. tell you said this is like the one song that right now that's like you're really connecting with. It's like the it song, it's be. like- It might be have. my favorite. Why is that?
1: shoot dude it honestly well the the video was really fun to make it- it- that one has some of the strongest harmonies i think that we have in in a lot of our songs and also did it's that breakdown in the middle that, that might- that's one of my favorite part like uh, live it's one of my i think that might be why it's my favorite is because it's one of my favorite ones to do live it's one of the most fun ones i think that might be why And you're able to kind of like transcend the
0: energy that you feel and the fun part that you feel from it by playing it live to the audience so that when they listen to it and they see it live, that's the thing that they, that's like, if they're going to remember one point about the show, it might be another summer song and it might be that specific part because it's just like, it hits them in a different way. They see you on stage, you're bringing the energy for it, they're going to feel it all the way through. When we
1: do that one live, we, we, we would drag it out twice as long. And I have a, uh, on my modeler that I use, I hit a lower octave. So it's like, oh, dude, it's, it's so awesome.
0: Getting, ch- getting bringing in some of the chugs on this one. like <laughs> da,
1: da, 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 Exactly.
0: Now, I do want to ask you this question because usually when I go deep in these songs, one thing that always I connect with them, why I connect with some of these on a much deeper basis, especially when I go through, I like to try and find out the meaning of these songs. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to some song. What did you write the song about? What's me behind it? Also, because I want to see how close I actually came to it.
1: I want to. I want to hear what you thought it was about.
0: All right, let me turn to the side because I've got it written down. It's about. I wrote like...
1: this song when I was fifteen. We oh, 15. Sh- so. I okay. want to hear what you think about what Okay,
0: because it, it it's I'm looking at it. Let's see how many lines of text is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. About twelve lines of text. This is a full fucking paragraph right here. How I, I look wait. how I looked at this, I think uh, the meaning I thought was about kind of growing up and realizing that, you know, those summer memories that we had and loved are now past us. When we were young, remember summer always being this magical time when responsibilities were absolutely nothing. Where we would just go out and have fun with our friends, throw water balloons at their faces, playing basketball well past the streetlights going on, and hell, running around the neighborhood until midnight. And as we got into high school, all the summer flings, you know, the pool hopping, all the other stupid shit that we used to do. Again, lack of responsibilities. But now that we are older, those summer times are gone and we spend summer doing some, you know, potential big things because we have the money to do them. But most of the time we're working and that freedom and lack of responsibility to do anything in the drop of the hat is now gone. And this is like another summer song where we realize those times are gone, but we're all still connected within that way. So it has a nostalgia factor to it, but also realizing that, you know, we had those times. Those times are good, we, but we can still have another good summer we just, it's just not going to be the same that we had it as when we were kids.
1: That's pretty good, dude. <laughs> that's a pretty good little syn- synopsis. Is that what they say there? Yeah, that, that's a good <laughs> word for it. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, uh, you know, I, I wanted to write a summertime song. That's what I was feeling. I, w- I must have been listening to a lot of Blink. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do a summer song. I'm, I want to write it. An, uh, just another summer song. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's, 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 that's pretty good. It's about having, it's about, it's mostly about wanting to have a good time. Like during some, like you, you like, you know, I don't know. I I get a lot of, uh, I get FOMO pretty bad, I think. And it's that kind of thing. And this is actually a kind of a running theme, I think throughout a lot of this stuff on, on those songs is there's kind of a theme of not wanting to be alone and being scared of that. And it, it's that kind of plays into it. It's about wanting to have a good summer, not wanting to spend it by yourself and wanting to have a, just a good time with your friends. That's 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 pretty. I like the way you said it better, though. <laughs> well, kind of connecting both of them as
0: well, kind of connecting what you said versus kind of where I took it as well, because there was a very strong connection to that where you're saying, you know, wanting to have a good summer. And I mean, think about as a kid, you always had a good freaking summer, Ooh, even. Even, even even if, like, you know, you broke a bone that summer, you know, you had some crazy kind of memory. Of course, I, I'll i put it this. Way. I've only ever broken a bone once. It wasn't during summer. It was at a data to Remember concert. And I kept moshing because fuck that.
1: Which bone? Which bone was it? Was right pinky. Break? Right pinky. pinky. This whole I've part of my broken. finger
0: went from here to here. Oh. And I literally Dude. said, that's not right.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I broke in two bones and they were both toes. I broke my pinky toe. I ran into a box, I think at, like my, at, at, uh, at, at uh, my friend at, it was at Jake's grandpa's apartment I think or condo or whatever I ran into a box and fucking obliterated my pinky toe and then we were at a gig one time and I was opening up a trunk to a car and we had a folding table that we were selling merch on and it slid out and landed right on my foot and broke my toes and I played Aww. I played a show with broken toes two broken toes
0: well, shit. I mean, you can't really do anything for broken toes. It's just kind of the bad part about it, though. But, hey, it's, a, it's always a fun story. And, you know, I played Hurt. It's like kind of getting the, this is
1: yeah. what we played. Dave girl has got nothing on me, dude.
0: <sighs> yeah, D- Dave, Dave Girl breaking his leg during a show and then literally having an EMT hold his leg in place yeah, when he play the rest of the show. Got, got, got nothing about my on broken you, toes, dude. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, dude, you nailed it, I think. that that's Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, and then that video, the video was fun. So... So when we did Sedona, that was the first video we did. Did I, I think I talked about this already? We did that with a label. There was like a big budget, and everything yeah. we were out in California. For that one, we were like, we're gonna do it with our friend, uh, and we're gonna spend probably like not like no money at all on it, and we're just gonna do it ourselves and have fun with it, come up with everything ourselves. And even though you know, and we did that with the, our video for "See You in Heaven" too. And um, man, it was just so fun. It was so fun. Like that shot of. Uh, like when Jake's coming down the hill on a skateboard, that's like in our neighborhood, <laughs> like, yeah. Like you guys are just doing
0: this, just having fun with it. And then of course that fun is gonna come across through the music video as well. And you know, of, kind of think about this with music videos. One thing that we've seen recently, especially kind of more in the rock and metal scene, and I'm going to use Ice Nine Kills as the example for this. Of course, they've got a bigger budget with Fearless Records behind them, the label behind them. But what they're able to do with their music videos is create a like basically create an experience with it. So like yeah. with every song being based off of a different horror movie, the song that they put the music video out for is going to be based off of that horror movie i mean hell the one they did for american psycho the, the ice and kills lead singer spencer charnas literally hacks jacoby shacks a papa roach to death with an axe american psycho style but that's what the song is about and then it all ties in together if you're able to create that story and really create the lore around your music video that's what adds to it because i mean performance videos yeah they can be cool and whatnot, but everyone does them they don't stand out nearly as much if you're able to put something together all of a sudden you know you're doing a whole entire thing within your neighborhood you're able to create this whole entire neighborhood lore around it i mean hell that's cool as all hell
1: for real and and that's kind of the vibe of the song too right i mean you're just hanging out with your friends in your neighborhood like that so we're (laughs) like why not do that in the video uh yeah (laughs) because think about wanting to have a good summer, I mean, especially as a kid, always hanging out with
0: your friends in the neighborhood. I remember shit, you know, like I said, playing basketball well past the streetlights came on. I remember, you know, bonfires in my parents' driveway or my best friend's driveway shit i like there's so many things that are just all the good times of the fun of it with all of our friends around of course we can still have those times now but it's not as easy to do it's not like that quick drop of a hat where all of a sudden we decide like a th- like that night it's like hey let's have a giant bonfire let's fight all our friends and if we did that now it's like i invite people maybe two people show up i if i did that when i was 16 and i invited 30 people the likelihood that more than 30 people would show up was pretty <laughs> fucking high
1: <laughs> yeah dude yeah but but um yeah i mean sometimes when i think back because people ask you like what's that song about like especially when we were signed and we were doing like interviews and stuff and they're asking what the songs are about i would have trouble thinking back because i was like dude i wrote this like forever ago i didn't even know what i was thinking when i came up with these words you know what i mean but then you you know you think about it and i'm like okay that's what i was talking about (laughs) i think (laughs) Or now on, on a
0: podcast like this, I bring it up. I'm like, I want to know how close I got. Then you're like, well, maybe I don't remember what I said, but can you yeah,
1: go after you it? Tell maybe me what you thought. Like- and then I'll say, yes, that's exactly what I what it's about. <laughs>
0: or if it's not, it's like, but anyway, something will click in your brain. You'll remember something about the song. It's like, now that's why I wrote it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, that's definitely, I mean, that one's pretty, yeah, that one's yeah. pretty. I mean, it's another summer song. It's in the title. Yeah.
0: And even when you listen to it, too, it does have that, you know, kind of like pop punk summer kind of feel. But it's not as like uppity or not as overly happy or overly like energetic as some of those other like summertime pop punk songs for the specific reason of, you know, wanting to have a good summer, wanting to be with your friends. But, you know, as you grow older. Everyone has different responsibilities. People get married. People have kids. People have jobs. People have other things that they're doing. People are traveling. So you don't have the ability to have that anymore. So most of the time when it comes to, you know, those good summer memories, a lot of the times, most of them are focused in the past, especially as we grow older.
1: Yeah. And that, yeah, a lot of our songs are kind of like that, where uh, it's, there's, undertones of like something a little more melancholy I guess you could say it like I mean that whole first verse is talking about all my you know my friends are all gone I got nothing left on my walls you know that kind of like it's you know you don't want to end up like that nobody wants to end up like that you know with no friends like another big one of ours like uh might be like like our second biggest song or something is see you in heaven and that song it's kind of hard to tell from the lyrics is about um like there's a there's, back home in Montgomery there's a road called 105 It's like the highway. That's the highway. And uh, there were a bunch of people from our class who got into car wrecks and died. So I wanted to do a song about two high school kids who get into a car accident and one of them lives and the other one doesn't. And that's See You in Heaven. She said, I'll see you in heaven, but I won't see you tonight. Like, that's what that one's about. Whoa. Yeah. And so, you know, I I don't know. There's just a lot... That that's kind. Of, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones too. I mean, but that that's point made. I mean, it's kind of like I, I like to, I like to throw in a lot of those more a little more you know sad undertones.
0: Well, I mean, when you think about it as well, it, life isn't always going to be happy gumdrop filled kind of things. Where, but life's life's not going to be an Eskimo call or an electric call by music video. Yeah, and exactly. That's where in life, there's always going to be things that happen in there. And, yeah, there's going to be times in life where things don't go well. We went through a fucking pandemic where the world pretty much shut down and people were put off in a much worse place than they were beforehand because of that. So, yeah, life isn't always peaches and cream or, you know, la, 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 Life isn't always watching the movie Shrek.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was. Oh, I wish.
0: It, it would be because then all the time we'd be laughing at uh, Eddie Murphy voicing Donkey about – You'd be listening waffles. to Smash Mouth and <laughs> – oh,
1: <man. laughs> A more perfect world, dude.
0: Every morning when you'd wake up and you open your bedroom door, all of a sudden, somebody wants
1: <laughs> – Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're just feeling good. But, you know, putting in especially some of those personal times like with, especially with uh See You in Heaven or – yeah, we'll see you in heaven, right? Or see you soon? Yeah, yeah, see you in heaven, yeah. See you in heaven. I just want to make sure I got it right. But like having that personal undertone to it, but also having it as a story that relates to that personal message that you're trying to put out there, it allows for other people to listen to the song, understand the emotion, understand the core like the core emotion that's at the meaning of that song and then have people build off it from there because not everyone's going to be, not everyone's from Montgomery Texas. not everyone's going to know the story of the stuff that happened on 105. Not everyone's going to have the emotional connection to there, but maybe someone has a connection similar to that where maybe they lost someone close to them in an unfortunate drunk driving incident. Maybe they lost someone just on just any sort of accident that happened. Maybe they just lost someone to a, a, a disease. Who knows what it might be but because it has that emotion of loss to it, people mm-hmm. are going to be able to connect with it in some way or another based on the, the story that the lyrics are telling, but without going so direct so that you don't, you can't, re- so with, without like limiting the amount of relatability to it yeah. because you didn't exactly go through that.
1: And honestly, that, that might be one of my favorite thing, or that might be my favorite thing about music is that it means something different to every single person. So like I that like when I asked you what you thought it was about, like I like, yeah, we joke around about it, like, oh, yeah, I just wanted to see what you said. But that is one of my favorite things to ask people is what they thought the song was about, because I'm really interested to see how they took it in. Because I wrote this thing. I want to see what they thought about it, like how they took it in and what they thought or, or what it means to them, because it's different for every person.
0: Oh, absolutely. Even like with another summer song as well, because you said you wrote it when you were what, 15? Yeah, and I listened to it, and I took my interpretation of it at 27. So I've gone through 12 yeah, different. I've gone it through translates. 12. I've gone through 12 extra years of life from when you like what? How old you were when you wrote Hang it, on,
1: bro? I can't hear you.
0: Oh, can you hear me now?
1: Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh. Hang on, let me see here. Oh no!
0: Oh no! Oh no!
1: Oh, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, my internet connection is unstable. Hang on. That's my problem! No!
0: Right as it was getting good! Unstable <sighs> internet, no! Wait, did that, did that fix it?
1: I can hear you, but I can't see you.
0: Well, I can, I can see you and hear you, so this might still somehow work out. It might work. It might work, but kind of what I was saying is, you know, I've had like from when you wrote to when I listened to it, I've had 12 extra years of life experience. I've gone through that, like, you know, full teenage stuff, adult, like early adulthood stuff, all that kind of stuff. So the fact of the matter is, like, I'm looking from a much different perspective. Yeah, However, you're
1: when an old man.
0: No, I'm just <laughs> Hey, why'd you get off my damn blunders, Jenny? But when I take a listen to it, it's I'm still able to relate to the core emotion that you're bringing forward to this song, and that's where everything comes into play.
1: Exactly, yeah. That's. I mean, like I said, it's, it's like one of my favorite things is asking people what they thought about it. It's, it's so fun.
0: <laughs> well, I think it was, you know, the, the man that broke his leg during a show and then played with an EMT holding his ankle together. Dave Grohl once said, you can, play a song, you can play a song in front of 85,000 people, and those 85,000 people will be singing it back to him for 85,000 completely different reasons. That's the power of music right there.
1: Exactly. Oh, man. Oof. I love stuff like that, dude. It's crazy. It's like, crazy. Eight, I hope to get to that point one day, dude, where I got 85,000 people singing my thing back to me. Man, just,
0: just keep – just keep grinding, keep working, and pretty soon you never know, man. I mean, look at where you were before. Look at like, what you were going to be doing before. COVID. You're supposed to go on tour with The Warning and Pop Evil. Now, of course, you're in a much different position at the moment. However, you have you you know what it was like to get to that point. You have the yeah. taste of it.
1: Yeah, like, and now, I learned from it. That's the most important thing. Is I I know better now. You know, like when when I see stuff like where people would take it at the first. You know, I I, I I've been through it before. I know a little bit better now. It's a learning experience. It's a process. It
0: is. But the other fact of the matter is, is you're ready to attack, man. It's like you're ready to go. I can tell it's just you've got the energy behind you where it's like, you know, this is what I want to do again. The whole entire
1: this is what we play for
0: energy when it (laughs) comes to everything around junk Bunny. So shit, I'm expecting all of a sudden, you know, maybe by the end of 2023, I'm just going to use that as a safe estimate safe estimate all of a sudden I'm going to be looking at tour packages late 2023 and all of a sudden it's like oh shit junk Bunny's coming around and they they've got the middle section on this pretty big tour
1: we're coming to wisconsin bro fuck
0: yeah you're coming to wisconsin <laughs> you're gonna be playing at the Raven, and all of a sudden you're gonna see some crazy guy in a milwaukee brewer's hat in the pit and you're gonna be like who the fuck is that wait i know that crazy guy And there's gonna be me there hey mac how's it going <laughs> just Bill get hit <laughs> oh if you end up calling, if you end up like playing all of a sudden during like a chunky break all of a sudden hey kevin you're gonna see me go whoo
1: <laughs> <laughs> i gotcha. it's
0: not the first time that's happened
1: <laughs> well have you ever had somebody like shout you out that you had interviewed before kingdom collapse kingdom collapse when i
0: saw them so i saw them on the for matches new tour they played two dates really close to me and i went to both of those dates first mm-hmm. date it was the second last song their lead singer literally said what's up, Kev, during the halfway through the second last song. And then the next night, right after the first chorus of the first song, just all said, hey, what's up, Kev? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll be looking for you, dude, if I'm ever in Wisconsin.
0: Or, honestly, if I'm ever if I'm ever out there, because there's times where I'll go to shows or if you guys are playing at a festival, honestly, I'll put it there. Always look for the dude in the pit with the Milwaukee Brewers hat because Brewers hat. 99 out of 100 times – that's gonna be me Milwaukee, you, dude.
1: how can i forget my first podcast
0: exactly <laughs> exactly if you if you forget though well at the end of the podcast i'll do so i'll, I'll make you a promise to make sure you don't forget so how do we put it this way mac as we bring this podcast to his conclusion one thing i would like to do at the end is give my guest which is you at this point a chance to say whatever you want to say plug whatever you want to plug promote whatever you want to promote at the
1: end of this podcast so mac Floor is yours, my man. Oh, man. Okay, let me think. Well, I'm looking for a drummer. I've got a few leads, but if any, if anybody knows anybody in Austin, if anybody knows anybody in Austin who's like a kick-ass drummer, hit me up. Slide in the DMs, dude. It's Junk Bunny. Look us up on, on uh, Instagram. It's Junk Bunny. YouTube. I mean, we're on everything. Apple Music, Spotify. I'm looking right in the camera because I'm a professional. And, uh... Let me think, man, there's going to be, I've been writing, dude, there's going to be new music soon. I'm, I'm, we've been saying that for a while, but there's going to be new music coming soon and it's really awesome. It's even better than the other stuff that's out right now. So, uh, other than that, watch bar rescue. It's good stuff (laughs) while you're eating. Uh, stay hydrated. I think that might be my plug, dude. (laughs) Pretty good plug. Now it's my time
0: to end this podcast with three very specific things. So first off, when it comes to Junk Bunny, you're gonna to want to get in the know with them on social media, especially as they get the TikTok thing going. You're gonna to want to see what they put together for that YouTube. You want to stream the music on Spotify, music, all that, all those places. You want to buy these downloads, buy merch for you can for these guys, support them wherever you can, and also share them around there. So. You know, when it comes to Mac, he can help find that drummer from the Austin area that's really going to help take Junk Bunny to the next level. So, in order to make sure you get in all the know with Junk Bunny and not have to search it up yourself, let me do all the fucking legwork for you. Go to the script for the podcast. You're going to see something that says, find Junk Bunny online. You're going to see labels for social media accounts, YouTube channel, where to stream their music, website, all that kind of stuff. And then you're going to see links next to them. So all you have to do is click the link. It'll take you right there. I'm doing all the legwork for you. All you have to do is click that link and click that like button, click that subscribe button, whatever it might be. I'm making it a two-click thing or a two-tap thing if you're on your phone. Come on. Can't get any better than that. Easy, Do it do it. <laughs> now, now, Mac, now it's time for number two, and this is the part that I recently alluded to where I'm like, I'm making a promise that's going to make sure you don't forget about this. So, whenever it gets in the podcast, I tend to make a certain promise to them, especially if I like them having it on the podcast, because it's a way for me to be like, hey, thank you very much, and I don't want it to be the only time I ever have a podcast or connect with you or talk with you. So, my, this is going to happen every fucking time I've done a podcast. This is on episode 300, and you, sir, have kept this streak alive without a fucking doubt. So, my promise to you is this. It is not a fucking if. Not an if. If implies this might not happen. Nah, nah, nah for me. When? When implies it's going to happen, time and date to be determined. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, whether it's in Texas, in Wisconsin, in Chicago, at a festival somewhere, who knows what it might be. When I get to see you perform live for the first time, Mac, my promise to you is First round's on me.
1: Okay. Maybe I'll be 21 by then. <laughs> maybe,
0: if, 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 I'll put this way. If you're not 21 by then, you know, we can always figure out something. I can always just bring a whole pizza or something. I've done that before.
1: I appreciate that, dude. I want to say thank you to you too for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. That's my first podcast. It's kind of it's a big deal. It's a big deal for me. So thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate oh, it. Man. You're
0: very welcome. Your first podcast, my 300. This is just the perfect way to go about it. So I cannot end this podcast in all good counts by saying goodbye because hell yeah, man. Once you get you know once you get the band built back up behind you, once things get going back, I'd love to have you back on the podcast and. I made a fucking promise to you, man, and I'm keeping my promise, so saying goodbye is way too fucking final. No, we're edited it by saying, see you later.
1: I, I like that. I'll see you later then,
0: too. Ooh, well, well, folks, I'm here with Mac from the band Junk Bunny. Once again, please, please, please get the Junk Bunny. Share it with your friends, share it with your family, and if you're in the Austin, Texas area, and you know a drummer, man, help out Junk Bunny in this one. Send them their way, so... Be sure to get in the know with Junk Bunny. All their social medias, Facebook, Twitter, thing at the TikTok up, uh, where you can find them on YouTube, where you can shoot music, download music, buy the music, where you can find them online, buy some merch, all that kind of stuff is in the link in the description of the podcast under find Junk Bunny online. Now, you can also subscribe and do all the following stuff for the Core Progression Podcast, well, if you already haven't. So you can go to like follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Instagram is usually, I you know, our more prominent platform. Follow us on TikTok as well for the super fun super cuts of the podcast. You can also watch the podcast live on not I'll say live, but you can watch the podcast where we talk to others on YouTube. You can also subscribe to the audio version of the podcast, iHeartRadio, and Amazon. So all links to the podcast for you. If you're already subscribed to the podcast, I want to give you a huge, 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 huge thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for listening. We're 300 episodes in and there's no stopping us now we're going to a thousand and probably more so let's keep this rolling let's keep this going absolutely yeah so please subscribe if you haven't and if you know it's a it's it's your it's up to you if you want to subscribe or not but i would like for you to do that so that's why i'm asking you to do it if you don't though i still want to thank you for sticking around for the podcast well hope you had a good time Also, thank your sponsors phoenix fitness cups debuts links and promo code description of the podcast as well Okay, thank you to Mac for being on this one, man, and being as just fun as possible. Great person, great conversation with Mac from Junk Bunny. And for his first ever podcast, dude is a freaking pro. Had a great time. So instead of saying, you know, our normal stuff, let's end it with, you know, come on, Mr. Taffer, give it to me. Say shut it down. So everyone else say shut it down. Shut it down. All right, so on that note, that's going to be pretty, guys. Thank you for watching to the Card Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single one. This the big, healthy, hearty. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> shut it down.